What's up, guys? So today we have a super special guest. This is 2022 NAI national champion Cole Smith from Cumberland, Tennessee. This guy had a crazy NAI finals match. Uh, I think just this past week he was down 8-0 against Marty Margolis of Grandview University and came back and stuck this guy in the second period in about four minutes and one second. Cole ended up finishing his season undefeated um, and is the first national champion for Cumberland, Tennessee since I think 2015. So that's before I even started college, guys. Um, Cole's a great wrestler. He's super solid. He has this like look when he wrestles where you're just like, what is he thinking? You can never tell what this guy is thinking. We're actually going to get into that. I'm going to be like, man, what's up with the look? Like, what, what is this up with that? Because you look so serious all the time, but it's not mad or mean. It's just, just like, it's just serious. Um, anyways, guys, Cole is funky. Um, he's exciting to watch. Um, and, and I'm rooting for the guy and I'm, I'm super pumped to have him on. This is the first of many national champions or all Americans from this past national tournament that I'm going to have on. We're killing it guys. This is episode 10 of the podcast. I'm pumped to keep it up and keep growing the NAI. Here we go. Let's meet Cole.
What's up, man? Nothing much. Can you hear me good? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me good? Oh, yeah. No, I hear you great. Dude, you're a national champion. Yeah, finally. It took, took a year, but got it done. How does it feel? Um, You know, right now, it feels pretty good. But, like, going back in the moment, like, it felt good for, like, five seconds. And then after that, it was just kind of, like, home and relax. I wanted to watch the wrestling. Yeah, that makes sense. Besides your match, because we're gonna get back, we're gonna get to that because that was my favorite match, hands down. The the, the best match. <laughs> it might be the best match I've ever watched. That was so. I mean, that was fucking awesome. But beside your match, what was your favorite finals match? Since you got to watch some of them after. Uh, well, I wasn't watch. Wasn't allowed to watch any of them before because they get kind of too into it. Same. So they wanted to like just keep me in the back, focused, ready to go. So, like, yep. the first two matches, like, I couldn't even warm up. They just had me, like, sit down just like, hey, like, can't warm up too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from what I hear, uh, Eskos was just, like, all on his feet. Yeah. Like, just two takedowns, I think. Yeah, it was. What's his name? The kid from Mongolia. I think he had, like, a real good match, too. Oh, yeah, Batterdeen Boldma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boldma, yeah. He had a real interesting match. Because I went back to watch some of his like highlights, like when he picked and threw up, like through the kid, like that was mm-hmm. he's a that beast. was nice. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, probably the one ninety seven was my favorite match. Like there yeah. was just a lot. Like even though the score wasn't super high, like there was a lot of action stuff going on. And like when he pinned him at the end, I was like, wow, like crazy. But t- pinned the returning national champion too, and that yeah, dude, I- that dude is a freaking stud. Um, no. And he came back I for he a fifth year to get uh, OW for the tournament. Yeah, me too. Who got – Batterdeen got the OW, and, and that kind of – He got both for the season too. Yeah, because the same thing happened to me last year. I got both. I don't think <laughs> I deserve – I don't think I deserved both. I think that they have like this uh, – maybe it's like a, a culture of just being like, okay, these guys have won a bunch of titles. It's their last year. Let's just give it to them. Because he had a great match. Don't get me wrong. But, man, mm-hmm. I would have called you or Zane for in my opinion ow's because you guys finals matches wise those were the ones that i was like what the fuck like i was going crazy watching both of your matches to be honest um, yeah but batter needs a beast man I, I love him i'm gonna have him on actually which is super cool but yeah so we can go ahead and talk about your match because your match was crazy your your match was wild i mean <laughs> i mean you were getting you were getting handled a bit for there for a second yeah no i was a little bit like i was I wasn't doing some smart things like on the mat because right before the match, I was like, okay, like let's go pin this kid. Like, let's go, like, let's go put on a show. Like let's try to pin him in like the first 10 seconds of the match. Yeah. That was like my mentality. I was like, (laughs) normally that's my mentality going to a match, but that was, that's why I decided for that day. Yeah. It was completely unsolid and I loved it because how, how did you end up pinning them again? Did you, yeah, I don't even remember what you did. So what I did, um, Mark Strickland from Predator in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. like he was the one who like showed me the tilt. All it is is just like, so you got the arm on the back, like at the 90. Yep. And normally what people do, like they go like around the world sometimes, like you can do a lot yeah. of things in that position. Well, what I like to do is I like to put my knee like on their elbow. It's like opens up their chest. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as I did that, like his chest was already open. Like he wasn't like trying to defend it. So I don't know if he didn't either see it coming or like, what he was expecting but i went claw with it right away got the claw super deep and i started like 
leaning heavy towards his shoulder that side because I'm like, all right, like I'm I'm gonna get back points here. Like I like I am hundred percent back in this match now. Yeah, one hundred percent. What ended up happening was that he ended up trying to turn in to get the reversal. Which and so was I knew bad. yeah, I knew right there I was all I gotta do is just hold on the wrist and just kind of tighten it down a little bit and like that's gonna be it. So once he did that, I just did that, hopped on top, reached my right arm was like far deep as I could around his chest and like I was able to grab his other arm. So Dude. there was he was just going nowhere. Yeah, he that's, uh he made a mistake. I I yeah, he I don't know. You probably would have pinned me too, man. That was a weird position. That was just like, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done if I was him. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I've also drilled that position like a lot too, like during practice. Because even like uh, Ryan Long was like, yeah, like I know that position all too well. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that I drill like constantly. So like every little like way the guy can move, like it was probably done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was super tight. It was, like I said, you and Zane had two like pins where I'm just – I didn't expect it to be honest either. Like I expected you to win and I expected Zane to win. I called it. Everyone saw I put predictions out there. No, I, I saw that's honestly why I knew I had to win too. Because I'm like, if Brandon Reed's picking <laughs> me to win. Because I was telling I was talking to Ryan Moore before that too when we were like in the finals. I was like, hey, look like Brandon picked us. We have to win now. I, I know. Dude, Ryan's match broke my heart, man. He he's so me and Ryan actually were in the same club team in high school. So we're both from really? Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we both went to this thing called ETC for like three or four years together. And so that, I mean, I, he's a stud. I am honestly surprised that Denver Stonecheck won. Um, I mean, hats off to Denver. I mean, that's pretty awesome, but it's like, man, I think Ryan might've cracked under the, I'll, I'll talk to him about it, but I, I think he might've cracked under the pressure or something like, because man, he just did not wrestle in that match. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't cool. think you got to see that match was before you. Right. I only got like it was like I was warming up like at that point outside the back room. Yeah. Like I was only able to see like the scoreboard. That was yeah. it because the um what it was like the tarp or whatever was like in the way. Yeah. So I only heard like two stone check, two stone check, and I was like, stone oh. check. Yeah, dude. Like, it was, what is going on? <laughs> it was so bad, dude. It fuck, it pissed me off. I yeah, I uh heart was broken for Ryan, but he's gonna come back. I think Ryan will be a national champ eventually. He's pretty small for the weight class um mm-hmm. i mean he's slick well, nah, well, i was talking with him too about like last year and i thought he was going to go back to 41 because I, I thought he figured what's his name out like towards the end of the match where he was starting to get through his legs pretty i'm like wow, yeah. this is gonna be like a really good match next year mm-hmm. then he was talking to me about like how like he got down i think for national duels the 41 flight, it just wasn't the same. Like, he wasn't wrestling good, so we just bumped up to 49. Yeah, it's clear he was a lot smaller than most of the people he wrestled, Um, honestly. It's it's crazy. Like, people who don't wrestle don't understand. Like, when you look at that, like, 41 to 49, it's totally different. Like, it's yeah. completely mm-hmm. different. Um, At heavyweight, I don't – see, at most, most people think at heavyweight, like, the weight difference really matters. At that point, it doesn't because everyone's at, like, full strength. So, it's like the pounds don't matter as much. But 41, 49 – yeah, it's great. And he, I don't think he could beat Batterdean either. Batterdean's just so guy. I, hey, I, I, I had faith in more. There at 41, I was going to go with more this really? year. Really? Yeah, I, I was going to. Man, maybe if he had some good turns. I don't know how good Boldma was on, on bottom. I've never really seen anyone like actually ne- turn him. So ne- neither did I. So I couldn't say. Yeah. How did you do last season, by the way? I can't remember. You all American, uh, right? Yeah, I know. I took third. Uh, last season, I lost to Sid Old in the quarters. 
Um, and then I just wrestled back to pick third. Dude, talk about that. That guy wrestled back hard. This yeah, no, he. I remember watching his match and the kid he was wrestling because I wrestled that kid uh, at the campus duels. And all that kid does is he really just kind of like bounces in and out of the pocket. Like he doesn't tie up. So that's how I knew like, all right, this match is going to be close. Before the match even laid out because like Sid, like he doesn't like necessarily lay back, but like he waits for kids like to go into him. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. Kid was never going to go into him with any pressure. So that's how I knew like, all right, this is going to be like, this is just a bad matchup. It was horrible. And he got a really good, that kid had a really good scramble in overtime. And yeah. in, my, in my opinion, and, and I say this about the, so Sid and uh, the guy who got Bass, maybe that's his name. Mm-hmm. The guy who got second for life, both of those guys did not wrestle very well at the end of the periods. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they just stopped wrestling. I don't know if you saw the Bass match, but he literally no, stayed on I his... saw how he got taken down, and I'm like, how do you get taken? Like, the kid ran around him. He, like... he stayed on both his knees. It's what yeah. I tell, like, kids, all the, don't stay on your fucking knees. Like, and literally anyone who's halfway fast or decent can just go around you, you know, and you stay on your knees. I mean, the Bass is a really – he might be a better wrestler than me. I don't really know. But the, no, at he, that moment he, – He's super good. Yeah, exactly. He's in, he's incredibly good and incredibly technical. But again, wrestling's a lot more than just being technical. It's like you have to have match strategy too. Like there's a couple of fucking seconds left. Get off your knees. Like that is for anyone who ever listens to this, and all my kids listen to this. It's like never just stay on both your knees. Never ever. There's always something. Like a good guy can find something. And right there yeah. was just like, oh man. Um, but respect to that kid. Another transfer to Grandview. I think that kid was at Graceland, the All-American for Graceland, and then went to Grandview. Oh, that was him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I was like, he took, I think, like, what, like, seventh last year? Yeah, he took seventh Mm -hmm. last year. He got his butt kicked by Derek Smallwood last year on my team, and then Derek just is the man. No, I I, I could tell he had a little bit of a rough season this this year. It it was super rough, man. He, I I mean, I don't really know, but uh, the he tends to lose and I love Derek and you know, we're, we're roommates and stuff, but I think he loses focus pretty hard towards the end of the season. And man, again, I love my friends. I love everyone, whatever who wrestles, but it's like, for me, like getting fourth every single year, he got fourth three years in a row. And just like, dude, like you're, I don't know. Maybe those guys were just all better wrestlers than him. Like the top three, like maybe he had no chance. The one thing that like, I don't know if you're like, I watched so much film on, like, so many different people. And, like, last year I was watching film on him because I'm, like, maybe, like, I'll wrestle him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, the one thing he always used to do was he always used to go from, like, elbows. He'd, like, push, go, like, opposite side or, like, same side. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I just stopped seeing that. Like, I saw it a little bit last year. But then, like, this year, like, nearly not as much. I agree. He was very, like, on the Jason Nolf like, uh, yes. push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he, he loved pushing, pulling, going to his, like, low double, low single um stuff but yeah like I said it's you can be really good like I think his sophomore season was his best wrestling season I mean he got fourth still but I think his sophomore year was his best because he was I think he was more into it um but then you know life happens and you become a little bit less motivated um he was good enough to get fourth again I guess that's okay um personally I don't I hate I hate the idea of you know getting fourth place uh but I did get fourth place when I was a freshman. So let's, <laughs> let's say, and I got pinned in a fucking uh, cow catcher. Do you guys call it a cow catcher when they, uh, cow catcher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they just literally, Whip over. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was such a, 
I mean, I still suck at wrestling. It's crazy. But like <laughs> I was I was even worse as a freshman. I was like, God damn, like I'm like I look back at matches and I'm like, I was horrible. I was like really, really, really bad. And I'm thankful for the NAI to give me the opportunity to look good. <laughs> um, what, so what grade are you in, actually? Uh, right now they have me as a sophomore. So I got a couple more years. What? There's no way you're a sophomore. How old are you? I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be it's, a 25 It's really senior. unfair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fucking sandbagger. Damn, that's crazy. Well, it's well, okay. We don't know. We don't know what happened because, like, I spent my first two years at ODU. I redshirted, but I think you guys have different like redshirt rules from like NCAA to NAI. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't wrestle like in a competition for like like an ODU sanctioned competition mm -hmm. at all. Um, oh, really? My second year, so I I had like by my way through like all the, all the opens and stuff. I didn't wrestle in any dual meets or anything like that. So I'm guessing somehow like I qualified for something for any, I don't know if it was like another red shirt or like medical red shirt. Cause like that first half of the season two at ODU, I was hurt either way. Like that year, I don't know, guess definitely didn't count. Cause then when I came in like my first year at Cumberland, like, yeah, hey, you have four years of eligibility. I'm like how? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I actually had no idea. So I was actually going to ask you the question because I usually ask everyone because this is about the NAI and I was gonna be like, did you ever have any division one opportunities? But then you went to ODU, so that's Old Dominion, right? I, was, I got to wrestle a couple of kids uh, from at Linwood. I wrestled uh, the kid from McHenry. He took, I think, top four last year for Division Two, and then I wrestled uh, Cardi Wilson, I think is his name, from Southern. I think at the time he was, like, top 30 or top, like, 40 in, like, Division One. I. I beat him, so. Yeah, so you wrestled D1 for two years or one year? Uh, two years. Two years. So if you don't mind me asking, what, what took you from ODU to the NAI? What was the, uh, the reason? Well, uh, right before they cut the program ODU, I decided to, like, get in the transfer portal. Not that, like, I knew it was going to happen, but I had already kind of made up my mind, like, hey, like, this isn't the place where, like, I want to be. It was, mm -hmm. like, college wrestling was, I thought was going to be different when I was in high school. Uh, wasn't what I turned out to be. So then I kind of had this, like, bad, like, image in my head where it was, like, oh, like, if this is, like, what NCAA wrestling is about, Division One wrestling, I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Because I thought, like, when I was there, there was, like, not, like, heavy favoritism, but, like, it wasn't what they said. It was, like, oh, like, this person's going to get this spot if, like, you do this and that in the tournaments. Mm -hmm. Well, towards the end of it, like, we had our main guy get hurt. I think he had, like, a high angle sprint, like, right before the conference tournament. And then at the time, the kid who they were bringing back to like the backups for him also got hurt. But like at the same time, like I was still keeping like close matches, beating those same two kids at the same time. They're beating me though at the same time. So it's more like I was just dominating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like going back and forth. Right. Both those kids got hurt. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, like I'm the guy now. Well, right. they still didn't pick me. They still went with the kid with the ankle sprain. And I was just kind of like, okay, like why would you not like, no, like the kid was super nice kid like not nothing against him didn't hold anything against him yeah but like in my head i was just like why would you just like make that like you want to sound like your best wrestler at the time and like right time. yeah i i understand so it was most so because of that experience you're like bump division one i'm gonna go 
yeah, uh, at that point, I was already like, all right, let's go NAI. Because at the time, my senior and junior, uh, Jeff uh, from Reinhardt, the coach over there, mm-hmm. he was like the only one from the NAI like, reaching out to him. Like, oh, my God, like I forgot. Like, this was an option. Yeah. So, like, I started looking around. And then, like, the first person I actually saw from the NAI without, like, looking at anything was Jared Smallwood. And I saw that he wrestled Austin O'Connor in like high school or something oh yeah oh wow and like i remember watching that match i was like well like this is someone like even though austin beat him i think like 12 to 4 like he was still like in the match the whole time like it's not like he was just like also just dominating like he Austin had to wrestle yeah 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 yeah. so i was like if this is like kind of what the like at least like 10 percent of the competition is like at the nai like i can definitely go here and like compete and like have fun doing it like it's not just gonna be like a push walk over the entire time like it'll be fun yeah, 100%. I, I agree with you. It's actually crazy that you said no one reached out to you from the NAI because on the opposite end, I literally had like two schools, Kent State and Campbell, reach out to me from Division One, and literally no one else. And I placed at Fargo twice and at Flow Nationals and still had no yeah, division. Ne- like, never placed at those tournaments. Yeah, that's but crazy. Then, um, after I was like in the portal, uh, Reinhardt, they reached out to me right away. Uh, both the Cumberlands did. And what's that school in um Arizona? Uh, like, Embry Riddle. Yes, they they reached out to me too. Nice. So, what made you decide Cumberland, Tennessee? Uh, well, at the time, I was looking at like all the like Reinhardt. Uh, both Cumberlands were like my top three at the time. And in my head, I was like, okay, like I got to use like off the coaching staff and like what as far as like what the team looks like. And at the time, um. I thought in my mind was that uh, um, Cumberland, the school I'm at now, and Reinhardt had the two best teams. I saw that at the time Nathan Waltman was on the team, so like, like I'm gonna have a good partner who's gonna give me different looks. Yeah. And I'm sure there's probably like other kids like at that school that are like solid too, like Matthew Sells at the time. Yeah, I didn't know was on the team. Super solid guy. Yeah. And then at Reinhardt, I think there was Cole Tenley, and there was like Noah Saxton at the time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing I saw was that Reinhardt had a lot of like seniors mm-hmm. at the time, even though they were ranked, I think like number two going into like the um the country. And then Cumberland, I think the year before wasn't ranked, but I knew they, they were gonna be ranked because I knew they had like a lot of returning kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw that there was more seniors towards Reinhardt. I'm like, well, I don't want to be at a school that I know is only guaranteed for like one more good season. Yeah. Like I'm looking at Cumberland, I'm seeing like, all right, we have like a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors, like kids are gonna be like there yeah. for a little bit so that's at the end of the day like why i made the choice to run yeah do it because i thought there was a better investment more down the line yeah that's that's super big i was actually like i i always uh give like little lessons little speeches at the end of my club wrestling practice and uh, one of the things i talked about was uh the investment and, and taking time to to like leverage uh your your options with schools so don't um for example, let's say you have five different schools and all these different schools are offering you different things. Cause one school might offer you a ton of money. The other school might offer you a little bit of money, but you have great partners and one school is kind of that in between. Uh, yeah. I think it's important to take your time and leverage your options because lots of kids. I um, mean, even, I feel like I did this, like we rushed to commit. So like, we're like, fuck. No, I'm that's gonna... what I did when I went to ODU. I committed before I even took the visit. Yeah. And it's like you're not giving yourself like a fair out if you do that because you might end up going to like for me, like no offense to Lindsay, but like I went to Lindsay and it wasn't until my junior and senior year that I had like a really good practice partner. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Um, I, I was basically just wrestling with the coach and it wasn't like that great. Um, and I think that really is what kept me kind of low, even though I won nationals my first, I mean, my sophomore year, I still felt like I was not who I did eventually become because I had Trevor Lawson. But um, yeah. if I would have like maybe went to Grandview or went to life or they had like better big guys, I feel like I would have had more success right off the bat. Um, not that I regret my experience. It's freaking awesome. Like I won nationals three times, but uh, don't rush to choose your school uh, because there's so there's just so many options. I think it's cool that you like looked at your practice partners and, you know, the senior level. I, I never, I never thought like that deeply into it. And um, yeah, no, I would, I'm a super, super big thinker on and off. Man. Yeah. I was going to say, man, you're so uh, who I was, I was talking to coach rough. He's at Cumberland's now. And we were like, I was like, man, this guy looks like, cause it looks like you're thinking really hard. Like right before you're about to wrestle, you're like, kind of look like a brick, like a little stiff. And I'm like, is he all right? You're just, it's your, your face is like, it's like a power thinking face. Like you don't look nervous. You're just like, it's like, you're holding your breath almost. It looks, and I'm like, mm -hmm. man, is he okay? <laughs> is he no, honestly, each, like each match I have like a plan. I'm just like, there's before I even go on the match, there's countless hours spent on just like watching film on like each kid like or each possible scenario you know? so i remember when the national tournament came out i was running every different possibility of like who i could have wrestled and watching film on each kid Dang. and it was super exhausting but like i love it at the same time you know? yeah so we're me and you are the same then um i watched a ton of film i still like i am addicted to wrestling and jujitsu obviously so i i i watch a, like all i do is coach train watch film like that's kind of my life or like hang out with my girlfriend like those are the, kind of the only things yep. i do it's the same type of thing right yeah. now yeah <laughs> because i don't know like i enjoy it like i'm addicted i do jujitsu now not wrestling but i still watch wrestling film because i'm a coach um and i still i still like to improve my wrestling wrestling is good for jujitsu but it's like you're there's like so many little things you can learn by just watching film um and i have friends who literally just don't utilize film at all and i'm like how like how do you not use this tool um well i remember when i was watching film on um david rubio from mm -hmm. the kid from corban i think is the school how you pronounce it yeah i was watching film like in our wrestling room because like, like there was a flow account connected to the tv and we had like a couple um high school programs working on the room because like there's the same weekend as like the tennessee state for the high school kids and one of the coaches like came up to like me and coach Hicks and he was like he like he's okay to watch this and i'm thinking to myself like what like of course I'm okay. And there's like coach chicks. So it was like, yeah, like he's like probably like one of the few people who can like watch film and like not get like wigged out or like not change his wrestling style. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which at the time I didn't, I didn't really think about either. Cause I'm like, Oh, well, like I totally forgot. Like people probably do do that. Like they yeah. change their style a lot just to match someone's, which is something you shouldn't do. Like if you're good at certain things, like keep doing your things. Like if you need to change, like maybe like, all right, if this kid's got like a good post double, We'll yep. just like don't reach but like that doesn't mean hey like don't shoot your sweep single or like don't shoot your low single because of that 100 i agree yeah for me like uh i watched a lot of film on greg hagan um the guy i wrestled last year and literally mm -hmm. the only thing so he has a really good high crotch and he has a really good inside trip and so yeah. uh me knowing those things all I literally did was put my hips back a little bit and put my right hand down. That, that was the only adjustments I made for that whole match. And I still like hit my go-to takedowns. I hit a super duck, I hit a dump. Um, and then I just normal go behind. And I was like, I didn't change up too much. It was just like, uh, it is important to be aware of guys tells like Hagen, if you give your, 
your right elbow to him, he's going to get you. Like he's going to hit with a high crouch. And if you keep your hips up high, he's going to inside trip you. That act funny enough that happened at the finals this year in heavyweight. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, it's like stick to your style. Don't change up too much. Just like, just, just be aware, you know, don't uh, because it will make you super uh, tight, I guess. Like you'll, you'll, you won't be able to be you. Um, and that's mm-hmm. the, that's how you win is by being yourself. You can't, try to be you can't try to shoot high crouches when all you drill is single legs you know yeah and the other thing too so like i just gotta say anyone watching this they like obviously everyone knows i lead left leg well everyone's first counter to like stop this because i lead left leg i shoot that same side yeah. their idea is that they change their like lead leg stance like that does not work because people don't do that like you don't just like mid-match you're not gonna change oh i'm gonna leave righty now because he's gonna shoot to like my other side I'm like, no, that's ridiculous because what do you have that's going to shoot off that leg? Exactly. Like before, you, before you're going to shoot, you're going to, you're going to have to change that leg. And that's where like people get, like, I catch them. Yeah. 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 That's, that's super smart. Uh, Because yeah, that, that is, that's again, that is a dumb adjustment to make. So let's say you shoot. So you like to shoot, you lead with your left leg and you like to shoot to the right leg. I'm guessing. No, uh, I, yeah, I shoot to their right leg. Yeah. Yeah. You shoot to their right leg. So well, I, what they'll do is like, they'll lead lefty to, put that leg back like yeah but that's dumb because you feel you like even i like just thinking about it right now i feel awkward thinking about leading with my left leg yeah that's just thinking like that'd be weird so all i would do if i was wrestling i just put my right hand down and be ready like (laughs) (laughs) because it i know how to defend with my right leg so if you attack it it's i mean my defense is going to be pretty solid but uh yeah it's the same with my left leg it's like it's the leg i always keep forward that's yeah. why I usually have really good defense with it, but there was, I think I got taken on, I think probably three or four times of the national tournament. Like I always like brag about my defense, but in the quarterfinals, that one kid from Arizona, he was so strong. Like he, he had guy. such a good pull. Like, I didn't get to like see that. Like, what, what did he take you down with? So he had shot like just a normal single and like he'd wrap his hand around it and I would like go out sprawl and like get in front of him. But I knew this kid was like me when it comes to like his pulling stuff, like pulling in legs. So I'm like, all right, like I probably, should, probably just stayed right here. Well, mm-hmm. me getting greedy, wanting to score points, kept trying to circle out to get to get the score, and he would just lift and pull me, and but like he would double off from his knees, and he would just like like fling me on my side, and I was like, what? And he did yeah, two dude. times in a row, and did like right away. And I was just like, oh my God, like I like I can't let this keep around my leg anymore. It's just like Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to score and like it's just gonna eat at time. So I gotta stop this kid from grabbing my leg. Yeah, that's you know it's crazy because uh this sounds weird, but you kind of have to learn stall tactics a little bit. Like not like in a way to you gotta learn how to like kind of shut them down for a second. Like uh man, I yeah, I my my last year of wrestling, I only had 17 matches, so I didn't get taken down in any of those matches, but it's it's just NAI heavyweights, you know, like they're not shit. So, but the year before, <laughs> the, the year before I wrestled like Tanner Farmer in the finals, and mm-hmm. and I also wrestled Zach Elam from the University of Missouri, and I got taken down mm-hmm. twice by Elam and once by Farmer, and it's like, dude, like, I, I'm like kind of like, if someone takes me down once, it never happens again, but... uh. Dude, some guys are just good. Like, Zach Elam is just good. That's the mindset I kind of had. Like, I'd always freak out if I got taken down. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I just got taken down by yeah. like, some like some kid. Like, I'm terrible. Yeah. And then, like, I, I went to the mindset, like, all right, like, 
eventually I'm going to get taken down. So like, I'm just going to have to get up and just, it's going to happen. It's yeah. yeah. That's my problem. I think, uh, cause like, I kind of like, uh, my, me and my coach called it like the, you, I have, I had like the thug mentality when it came to wrestling and I was kind of just like, I'm not giving nobody shit. And if they get shit, you know, like I, there, there's, there's no option, you know? And I think that was, that I think that was bad for me. Like my junior year, because like I said, I lost to Elam. Elam was the only loss I had on the season that year. And I lost to him 12 to 11 because he, he ended up taking me down twice with the same shit. Like I shot a high crotch and he just did a sprawl and go behind. He just broke my lock. And I was just like, I don't know, like, my mind was broken, kind of. Like, I was like, mm. this is stupid. Like, why is this guy taking me down with a fucking go-behind? This is, like, I get, like, he's a D1 kid, yeah, and he's pretty good, but it's, like, I'm, I should be way better than this kid. But, uh, yeah, I think it's cool. I prefer your mindset and Derek. Derek has a pretty similar mindset to you, where it's, like, nah, you can tell I'm going to get taken out eventually. Uh, I just can't do it. Like, I can't have that mindset. I, I'm, like, so even with jujitsu, I'm going to compete in Vegas, and there's lots of good wrestlers there, too. And I'm just like, I ain't, none of these motherfuckers are taking me down. Um, and they might, and they might. So, dang, what was going to ask? So you got taken down three times in that match? I got taken on twice. It was the, um, it was like four to him Okay. The, after the first period. So So how'd you come back? Let's break down um, the match. He was, he was pretty tired. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I felt it kind of get sucked out of him after that because it, it's not like I was like not sprawling hard. Like I was sprawling hard continuously. Like he had to use a lot of strength. Mm. But then after that, I was like, all right, gotta go bottom, gotta give him points. So free point on bottom, got up, took him down five four. And then at that point, like I think I had running time sealed up. So then their coach decided to go uh neutral. So then I just uh he shot in, almost had it locked, um, broke his lock, then I went dragged to the right side. And I, instead of, like, shooting to the leg, I kind of just, like, ran until I grabbed it. Yeah. And, like, as I was running, he just kind of, like, he was just so tired, he just stopped and pivot on his right foot. So his left leg was just straight. So I just grabbed it, shelved it. And that, you said that was the quarters? Yeah, that was the quarters. And semis. How do your semis go? Because I only watched the finals. Uh, the semis, uh, watched a lot of film on him, uh, saw that he was kind of, like, um, more of like backing up to a shot, like how Delgado used to do. Yeah. Um, like like he backed loading up, up. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought he was a lot like that, but he would move his feet a lot more. Like he would like not jump up and down, but like really good level changes, really good side to side motion. So the game plan for him was just to stalk forward and just stay lower than he did. Because I saw that like he didn't have like any front head stuff. He, he wouldn't go to front head, wouldn't try it. So as long as I was lower than him, like I, I would be fine. So I would just stay lower and just stalk forward. And I, as I would stalk, he'd keep, like, backing up, keep backing up, circle, keep backing up. So at that point, it was just, like, timing. Because I knew he was going to go from the free. And all, my game plan was just to go touch and go. Because as soon as I touch, I'm either going to fake, he's going to go away, then I'm going to shoot. Or when he gets tired, he's just going to stop moving. I'm just going to get to the leg, which is what happened. That's really smart. That's I, I said that's, like, the downfall of really athletic kids. Some people think I'm athletic. I'm not really. I'm really he was not super athletic. Yeah, it's because the other thing that he was super good with was like scrambling. Yeah, uh, a lot of people when they scramble, they roll on the mat. He would roll like midair, so he That's would weird. like jump. It was super athletic, which is why I was just like, you can't lift up this kid to like return. You just have to trip him, keep yeah. him on the mat. Yeah, that's super. Yeah, that 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 is really smart. It's 
it's for him. Like if I was his coach and I gave him some advice, I would be like, Hey, this summer you need to work on diversifying your attacks. Like you should start working from ties, like get really good underhooks or get really good front headlocks also, because the really big problem with guys like him is that when guys learn how to shut down, like for example, like really fast doubles or singles, um, or even just shut down the scrambles, you you're like, you're so one dimensional now. It's like, there, I don't think I've been blast doubled except for once in my life. And I've wrestled tons of like big, fast, athletic kids. Um, and it's just because like wrestling on the outside is not very good. If you're going against a really good guy, unless you're Jordan Burroughs, of course, yeah. that's, that's fucking different. But uh, yeah, like against guys like him, uh, I usually just put my hand down and get low and catch, catch an underhook. Like I always catch an underhook. The thing with him too is like he would go from the free, like his best thing was like a touch go. Like yeah, he would like, Comparing it to Jordan Burroughs, like Jordan Burroughs can be really forceful from the free, like where he'll shoot, like he won't just like necessarily catch someone right away and they'll fall on their butt. Like he'll get to like, he'll like run through it, power through it. That's one thing like this kid that um didn't have, he didn't have where like, if he got to like, he could like force himself into the position. Like if you just had a good spot, he would have to bail out. Yeah. Yeah. I want, did he end up placing then? Cause I don't no, know. No, he took uh fifth. I was oh, like, he okay. lost to Sid in the um, semi consolations. Okay, okay. So, and then, okay, so where is it? Did you have a hard first round match? Or I'm guessing you'd probably pin the person the first round. No, I did. I had, I was a kid. I actually, um, one of my relatives coached the kid that I wrestled because he was oh. from Moline, Illinois. Yeah. His name's um, Jacob Rudiger, was the coach. And I like, I just knew that because I remember like seeing the kid like in high school. I think his name was uh, Jaden Therese. He was from St. Ambrose super like long and lengthy so i was like man and like got all those like different diversity of like people on wrestling like got long tall short yeah it's uh it's crazy because that like again i think i would have been okay at a smaller weight class because i feel like i'm pretty technical overall and i make really good adjustments but i i will say like that's like the thing about the i'd say 197 and below like there's just so much more diversity as far as the styles go and mm -hmm. a heavyweight it's very like Mm, it's very top heavy as far as the talent goes. Um, and I mean, I'm not trying to say that they're not as technical, but it's well, sometimes. I'm hoping um, what's going to happen for like heavyweight. Cause like you saw that one kid uh, from heavyweight from Southeastern one. Yes. Yes. I'm hoping that like all those like people like around his size that like cut from like 220 or like 230 cut to 97. Stop going 97. Yes, it's stupid. It's so mm -hmm. stupid. That's what I, so th that's what happened. When I went to college, they tried to make me wrestle 97. I was 228 pounds when I won nationals, my first, no. second, and third time, like 228 to 230. Mm -hmm. Bro, everyone's bigger than me, but it's like, it doesn't matter. Uh, I would have loved to wrestle that Southeastern kid. That was like a guy because my, one of my best areas is leg ride defense, and he was very good at legs. Um, mm -hmm. I, that would have been like a fun match. I, I yeah. think for me, like a really, really fun, I don't know who would win, you know, it'd be tough. Uh, it'd be a really tough match, but it is super nice to see people like him win and to see like Hagen in the finals too. Uh, cause they're like, they're new age heavyweights. Like they're yeah. lean mm -hmm. and, and they're fun. Like you don't see that many inside trips or freaking splatles from heavyweights and both, and the, both those guys are just putting them out there, um, a ton. And speaking of heavyweights, Patrick DePiazza, what the heck, man? That was, that was just like what the like what the heck, you no. Um, this season, like for like everyone, like not that they weren't like invested because everyone was invested, but yeah. like I think at this point it became more like a chore. 
yeah. instead of like doing something that they actually like loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I think happened. Like he still went out there because I remember the last match he won got to the kid's legs like three or four times. It was like things you just need to do technically that are different that like he just didn't do because out of all times we're in practice, like how often is like he like in that situation where like he's like has a leg up in the air, like how often does he finish from there? And like it's not too often. Yeah. Like normally, like when he gets in on the leg right away, they're already bailing out. Is the yeah. problem. That is the problem. That's why I was grateful to have someone like Trevor Lawson. I don't know if you know who that is, but oh, um, I know, I, I I know Trevor. Yeah. Trevor. Uh, Oh, sorry. Was I, that... I thought he should have won it this year, just from like how things. Oh like... my god! Yeah, I because the kid he lost who ended up beating eight zero. Like <sighs> Trevor is the guy that I will. I I think Trevor can win nationals still. He still has a year left. I I love Zane. I think Trevor's a lot more technical than Zane. Um, I mean the guy's like a three time state finalist from Ohio in Division One. You know, mm-hmm. so he's he's a really good wrestler, and, and wrestling him in the wrestling room. We would literally have our grinders where me and him would only get one or two takedowns on each other, you know. And but uh, I guess back to the point is like wrestling with someone like Trevor in the room, uh, and I don't think Depiazza may have this type of partner. Is I always had to like fight really hard for my takedowns, like incredibly hard. Um, if I was mm-hmm. on top, that dude would hit a swim move on me if I did anything. It'd be weird. Like this guy could hit the. So it's uh, I, I find it really important to have like a partner who can do that to you because in Depiazza's case you're right. He got put in like lots of spots where there was adversity and you can kind of see that there's a little bit of quit for some people when they get into those spots. Um, and that mm-hmm. can be a result in not pushing yourself or not having the right partners. Um, a lot of things can go into it, but I feel like he was one of the guys who had the potential to be like a, like a really, really good heavyweight. Um, well, the thing is too, is he beat the kid that won it. Oh, really? Yeah, no, he beat him. He beat him at the national duels. Like it was like back for like you take him down and like like kid be the reverse and we're like escape and take him down. It was it was a good match to watch. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. I had no idea. Okay, I take it back. I would have beat that southeastern kid. I take it back now. <laughs> that, that that that's what I, I was gonna say because I'm like man, like you must <laughs> you must not know. I, I didn't see that. I had I didn't see that. Never mind. I I take it back. I'm a, I try to be pretty humble, but uh yeah, I probably beat him pretty pretty handily then. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm retired now, so if someone has a problem, I can just be like, I'm old man, you know. If you guys have any issues, <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't wrestle it anymore. I'm I'm done, man. I've had because of that COVID year of eligibility, I've had so many coaches still reach out to me, and I'm like, no, I don't want to wrestle. <laughs> like I have no, like uh, you know, I'm not trying to call these guys out, but like uh, a certain Big Ten school, I went up there to go train a couple of times. Um, and now their coach will literally not stop texting me. So I like, I actually ended up blocking them. Cause I was like, dude, leave me the, f- like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, I don't, I literally have a wrestling club, a full-time job doing wrestling privates. And I am a, like a sponsored jujitsu athlete. So I like, I train and compete and travel all the time. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, bro, like, why are you still like texting me? Like, they're like, what, what can we do to get you in here? And I'm like, nothing. You can literally do nothing. <laughs> like, I am tired of this shit. Like I'm so, cause college wrestling's hard. It's so hard. It, it's uh. And it takes like a type of like obsession to get to to get really good at it. even in, in AI, like watching hours and hours of film or doing I'm gonna I'm, I was about to ask you this, but like doing extra workouts and stuff and, and really just like finding yeah, no. ways to push yourself. Compared um, to last season, like I would like rack like probably like marathons a week. Like, yeah. like a marathon a week or like a marathon and a half a week. So this season they had to tell me like, hey, like you need to like calm it down. Like it's yeah. 
literally like, instead of like hey let's instead of running every day why don't we get like a lift and like and just like not do anything like another day like let's just lift try to get stronger which was the big thing too that i thought helped because like i'm not a super strong kid like i when i bench i only put like a 45 on each side <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not that strong like pull-ups don't like pull-ups yeah but, like even like doing things like that definitely i don't help a lot like i thought i even looked bigger at the weight you look good. You you didn't look small, definitely. Like you had like that bone nickel look to me, like the tall, lengthy, but still strong dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your extra workout of choice then? I guess it's running. Like um, running's always my go-to. Like anytime I feel something's wrong with like my wrestling, or like if I'm just like mentally just like not like in the right mindset, I'll always go on a run or something. Because mm-hmm. it's if man, I'm not moving my feet right. All right, gotta go run, then gotta go do stance in motion or something right after something yeah. just to blow out the legs get them tired or like hey like you know you did terrible on a test today or like hey you got like a 50 out of 100 points out of a paper so you gotta like go run just relax yeah that makes sense for for me it was drilling so like like some days i i kind of did too much too like i had a similar problem so i would literally and i feel bad for it so i was i was kind of a i don't know i would say monarch on my team a little bit sometimes like i would I, I love to drill. So like if I was like feeling tired or I feel like I needed to get my extra work in every single day, like especially like those last six weeks of the season, I drilled. I, I had an extra drill practice like without the team. So like I would text Carlos Figueroa or Trevor or Nico Bustle or whoever and be like, hey, I need to drill. Like I need to get my like my 30 minutes of literally hitting one move. Like I would hit this thing called like a we call it like a duck double. But really what it is, it's uh, it's kind of like you do a steering wheel tie and put your your left hand on their back leg and then you duck out to the opposite side and it's what I hit on Tanner Farmer when I won nationals mm-hmm. in the in overtime but I would literally just I I love to drill I hate it running I was like the opposite of you like like if I was like thinking about running I I ran twice a week but that was like not by choice but yeah, uh yeah that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but I was like I need to fucking like I love drilling and uh if I have a bad match I'll just like I gotta drill like uh one guy from Providence threw legs in on me one time and it took me like 30 seconds to get out of it. And I was so frustrated. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck? Like legs are not that hard to get out of. And so I asked Trevor to teach me like the swim move thing, like, cause he does it really well. And then I literally got a, another guy named TJ to come over. He's he actually went to Embry riddle. He would come to practice Mm -hmm. every single day, like an extra practice. And all I would drill for like an hour is the swim move. So it'd be like swim move or like sit out when they throw a leg in like both, like both of those things. And I just was like uh, super obsessed, I guess, with like if I was making mistakes, I'd be like, fuck, like, why am I like I suck? And I was I was my harshest <laughs> critic for sure. Um, but no, no running for me. I can't believe you fucking did. You you like to run. Um, no, it's so, I love it. It's, for me, it's so easy, especially like long distance running. Like I I am not a fast runner at all. Right. Like, like I, I keep up like I'm always like top 10, top five for springs from our mm-hmm. team. But, like, as far as, like, distance running, like, I really, like, go, like, separate myself. It's not like I'm doing, like, a nice, easy jog pace, you know, like, I'm, I'm running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Have you ran a marathon yet? No. The most I've ever done was a half marathon. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the time. That was just, like, on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just for, like, shits and gigs just because I was, like, oh, oh, like, let's see how long I can run today before I have to stop. And, like, that's running on, like, that half marathon was probably, like, a uh seven mile per hour pace yeah yeah that's that's like that's good pretty good I, yeah mm-hmm. that, that's pretty good i uh me and derek actually ran a marathon last year after nationals 
Really? Um, yeah. So like the deal was if I if I win like wrestler of the year, because like that was like my my big goal is like I'm tired of winning nationals only. I want to be wrestler of the year. <laughs> and it's like if I win wrestler of the year, we have to run a marathon. Um, and so I won wrestler of the year or whatever, which I still don't know how that happened, but it ended up happening. And then we ran a marathon and literally all I did to prep, I did like two weeks of prep and I took like a week off of the season and then did two weeks of prep and then ran the marathon. It took me, I mean, it was slow. It took me like five hours to finish the marathon, but it was, it was nonstop. I had my little energy gels, my water. <laughs> I like, it, it was probably the hardest thing I ever did. And it was like, I was one of the last times I like really ran. Um, mm -hmm. now I'm just a piece of shit who pulls guard and tries to leg lock people in jujitsu. Um, I wrestle every <laughs> now and then, but, uh, no, no running for me. What, uh, as far as like diet and stuff, do you go like crazy with a diet or how do you, how do you look at your diet? So I have this like plan of like, so if I'm wrestling like a competition a week, what I'll do, cause last season, like I said, like I was also really small too. Like I'd like at before practice, I'd weigh like 67, 66. So like I'd be like 160 after practice. I would lose like six pounds of water in practice. But so this season, I had really had to make sure that like I was like well above it. I had to make sure going to each practice, I was like 170. So yeah. if I was any point like going up to it under that, I would have, like have to gain back up. So it was definitely like a lot more like smoothies mm -hmm. for sure. And then, uh, Probably a lot of carbs too. I'd say smoothies and carbs were really the two biggest things. Yeah, because not like I wasn't eating. Yeah, and like on days like two days out, three days out, if I was still like one seventy, I'm like, okay, this is a little bit too heavy. Like instead of being like a full meal, I have to eat like half a dinner. Yeah, and like have like a smoothie with like some fiber in or like some extra protein. That makes sense. That's yeah. That I mean, that's kind of a like your problem was kind of a good problem to have. Like to be kind of smaller for your weight mm -hmm. i guess because like we had like brett bradford who won nationals the same year i won my first one and he was cutting from like 190 to 165 um mm -hmm. and he was dying i i don't get it dude like that sh that that stuff stresses me out like just looking at how like you have to live when it comes to like cutting crazy amounts of weight I and mean, he ended up winning nationals so it paid off but i know a lot of guys who do that and they just they just don't perform um mm -hmm. which is super sad but I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that I wrote down to, so I don't steal too much of your time here. No, no, no. But I, if you want to go three hours, we can go three hours. Yeah, yeah, There's cool. no rush. Cool, dude. Yeah, I enjoy it, man. It's uh, just like on the side note, it's so crazy because I did not talk to anyone in the NAI when I was wrestling. Like I had no friends outside of my school. Like everyone, I, everyone was an enemy to me. Like, and it sounds crazy, but like, I hated everyone. Like I was like, fuck you, fuck your team. Like, I don't want to, but like now that I'm out of the NAI um, and I'm coaching kids and stuff, I'm just like, like for one, I, I just loved NAI. Like when I reflect on it, I love the experience I had and I love the people in it. Like I love the wrestlers. I love the, the different stories that people have. Um, I, I just love it. And I love promoting the NAI. Like I have kids who, who are like, I want to go to Penn State. And I'm like, man you are not a penn state wrestler <laughs> like well, I, I got some stuff i gotta say with that too with the whole ncaa NAI thing let's do it get into so, it this is like my biggest takeaway so as far as like looking at it as far as like regional like wrestling like where are these people going throughout the country you're seeing like a lot more like people like in the south like georgia kentucky tennessee that go nai versus like ncaa mm -hmm. and then all these kids from like like the midwest are all go like 
Division One or like NCAA. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, like the NAI is definitely like on the rise for sure because mm-hmm. the South is also growing in wrestling. Like mm-hmm. you look back like five five years ago, Georgia might have only had like each year maybe like one or two really good kids that could go and mm-hmm. like, do something well at the national tournament for Division One. Now it's like that collective group, like instead of like five kids, you're looking at like 20 or 30. Mm-hmm. And like Tennessee's starting to be like that too. See, like we had a couple ranked people like on flow. Like right now it's like five to four kids, like mm-hmm. total like for high school. Well, probably a couple more years, you're going to see that that same pool that Georgia had, which is going to keep growing and expanding, mm-hmm. which is going to lead to like a problem as far as like NCAA, because like the Midwest is always going to have those like good people. Mm-hmm. Like they're always going to consistently bring like, 20, 30 kids like per state that are really good. Well, what are, what's going to happen in the South? Like, where are these kids going to go? Is the question. Right. Is it the same problem with Grandview right now? Because that one kid who went at 57, I think was pretty sure was the backup. And I don't think, like, I could be wrong, but I don't think he was going to go to the national tournament. Right. I think they were going to like double up somewhere else. Yeah, that's going to be the problem. Because if you have these people going to like all these people going to Penn State, well, like, what's the problem is that like you can only wrestle 10 people. Yeah, because like, other people are gonna have the backups. Like um, Mason Manville was someone who I who I always grew up about, like just being this absolute stud. Went to Penn State where there was a lot of other studs, and like not Cole Ample, like he couldn't do much. There was Vincenzo Joseph. There was uh, who was at seventy four for them? Mm, Nickel his first year. Yeah. Nickel. They have Carter Storaki now. Yeah. Had, man, but it, it, it's just it's just too deep of a pool. Yeah, and like they try to go somewhere else, it's like, oh, there's someone else there too, mm. which is why I think like there's definitely going to be more of like an equal level field as far as like the NAIA and NCAA. Definitely I yeah, I I agree. Um, that's why like I'm a huge advocate is for one, like you said, like man, it sucks to go to college even if you could, because I have a friend who goes to Penn State right now. I won't I won't like put his name out there, but I have a, like and he's been at Penn State for four years and he hasn't never started once, and it's like. And he, he's not on a full ride, you know, he's basically a walk on for four years. And it's like pride has allowed him to go into debt. And, that, and that, that's like one thing I don't I never promote like pride allows you to go into debt, like in crazy amounts of debt. You're 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 the wrong, you know, it, it's wrong. And uh, also another thing is like, even if he was on a full ride, let's say for some weird reason, he never gets to start. So you never really get that experience. And it's like it's really cool to be like the teammate who's cheering on his team and stuff like that. But man, for four years. Though. Yeah, it gets old. It's like, dude, like you wanna, you wanna at least have a chance to, you know, become an All American or a national champion, and regardless of his D two or NAI or anything in between, um, it's like you. Sh- I think it's like beautiful to like be able to go out and go to these lower divisions and and still win. You know, um, no one's gonna. Well, it's like you. It would be great if we could all be Division One All Americans. It would be so amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and the other problem too is like I think we're kind of gearing as like the stereotyping of like. NAI like we're like at the bottom of the thing because I remember too when I was like in the transfer portal like I'm not gonna say like the division three schools were like yeah like you can't go in AI like you're what you're way better than the NAI and I'm thinking to myself like why like here yeah. you are like there was like two there's these two division three schools like arguing with each other like over the phone which was like this is just ridiculous like yeah I I will say I tech falled the d3 national champ last year so <laughs> i I, te- I teched him I, I literally teched him they can look it up 
I'm an NAI national champion. I also mm-hmm. lost a division one, just national qualifier. Like if that tells you, so it's like, man, like regardless of the division name, it's so, uh, the division. Wrestling's wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling is wrestling. It's like, I might lose to a really, I might lose to a good NAI guy, but I could also beat the top D2, D3 guy. I could also lose to a high level D1 guy and also beat a high level D1 guy. You know, like mm-hmm. I, one of my training partners was Mason Paris, you know, and when we wrestled and it's on film and people can look it up on YouTube and watch us for like two hours wrestling live. I got the better in a lot of exchanges. He got the better in a lot of exchanges. It was just purely wrestling, you know? Yeah. Um, he would beat me in a match though. I'm just putting that out there. He would definitely win in a match. But what I'm saying <laughs> is I know I like the best of the best in the NAI, especially the people who really sacrifice a lot and are obsessed. I feel we at least have the potential to be right there with, most top 30 division one guys and definitely any of the top d2 or d3 guys like it's for me d2 d3 and ai are all the same if a d2 guy disagrees we can wrestle i bet i win i i'm like so confident <laughs> that i just saw i just saw cameron teacher lose to an unranked division two guy and that's a two-time division two national champ he looks sloppy all right. I'm not mm. trying to hate all right but but when i hear things like that like you're better than nai i'm just like come on man like really like mm-hmm. what have you done like what like prove it you know because grandview literally kicks division two teams asses all the time like every year yeah. they duel them they literally i think they're on like a 70 duel win streak or something like that i remember too a couple years ago they went to the uh, michigan open and took third as a team and yeah I, I don't know if they're allowed back or not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um because I remember I'm at Linwood, because that's one thing where I remember when that room was like, I wonder if I'm going to get invited back <laughs> next year to win this, because I think I was like the second NAI wrestler to win it, and the other one who won it before me was the um, wrestler from Pitt. He was at, uh, like the heavyweight. I think he was uh, like a two-time. Uh, okay. I can't remember his name. Okay, but I think okay. he was the one that did to do it before me. Yeah, because I got second. Well, Did I get second the same year you won it, or did I get second the year before at the Linwood? Do you know? Because it was, I think it was 2000. This, oh, no, no, I'll say, this was my first year at, at Linwood. Oh, no, I'll say, last season was my first year um, at Cumberland, and then uh, we just didn't do any opens, or I didn't do any opens. Ah, okay. So, yeah, you oh, won it the year after I got second place because that's where I lost to Zach Elam, like 12 to 11. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is impressive. That That's that's pretty crazy. I didn't know that you actually won that tournament. That's uh. That, that's a huge win, honestly. Uh, I think that's like yeah, a, no. an underrated tournament, to be honest. Like an underrated. Because, yeah. like, you have like schools like Missouri, and like everyone that's why you get a good kid from like Indiana that will be there too, as well. It's just a collective, just good tournament to go. Iowa has kids that go. So I went twice. The first time I went, I didn't place. Second time I got uh, second. But the first time I went, Tony Cassiope was there. Uh, <laughs> like, it's fucking crazy. And, uh, and what's the Iowa State starter was there? Uh, Penn State had a wrestler there. Indiana, Kent State, like, uh, Missouri, like literally a bunch of like really big name Division One teams had kids there, including starters. Although mm-hmm. Cassiope literally pinned every single person at that tournament, so I don't know if that means it was that much depth. But um, they no, send really good. That's like a, a tournament that I'm like, if you're in a high school, you should go. Like you should, you should try to go and. No, it's definitely a like the idea of like where to see where you're at because like I was like probably the only NAI person like hey like win it and like do really well but like everyone on our team either took like 
that was there took fifth or fourth or third. Like they yeah. wrestled back in place. Like that's so like super hard to do. Yeah, dude, it's tough. That's a that's a tough fucking tournament. Like I always that was like one of my big goals was to win that tournament. And we didn't end up going to it my last year. I think I could have won it this past year, but you never know. Probably could have got beat too. So it, it's a tough tournament. So that's that's a good to see. Um, a big another big thing about like NCAA and NAI things is like, uh, I mean we already said it is like so not being able to start and then the scholarship. Uh, I don't think people actually understand the weight of what money like what loans do to you when you're an adult mm-hmm. because uh, after a while like most school loans say it's no interest, but what you don't read is that says no interest until you hit like this amount of time. Like like mm-hmm. after twelve months now you have like a one percent, two percent, three percent interest rate on your loans. And it's like, if you go to college and you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt, you might only be a hundred thousand dollars in debt for one year. And then, you know, after another yeah. year, that's 1,010, you know, and then mm-hmm. a couple years later, you still haven't started paying off your loans. And I know people, I literally have a friend who wrestled with me who also does jujitsu, who's literally $200,000 in debt and went to division one school. Um, and it's like, you guys master's degree there. And it's like, why? Like, what, what's the point of going into all this debt? Because like, I have zero debt, none none at all. Mm-hmm. And I went, that's also one of the reasons I chose NAI. Um, and I, like, I got the guy I talked about at Penn state, same thing. He's going to be in a lot of debt and it's like, what is it really worth? You know? Um, mm-hmm. Cause lots of the jobs you can get from going to NAI schools, you can get at division one schools. Uh, it's, it's, it's the exact same. Yes. It, it is the exact same. And I heard like uh, people say, well, if you go to like Penn state or Michigan, like it looks good on your resume. It's like bullshit. You know what looks good on your resume? Your internship. A degree. Yeah, a degree. Any degree. That yeah, you like need. Yeah. Get I so I tested this out because uh, I was like, oh man, I want to do some online work. So I applied for some HR job, like online HR jobs. They're like fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Uh, because when I come back from Canada in a couple months, I want to get like a little side hustle so and work online with my wrestling stuff. And I just put my resume in, put that I had a degree, put that I wrestled. Blah, blah, and I got tons of offers, like five or six different offers like this almost immediately. And they're decent paying online jobs. Like I don't have to go anywhere. And it's like, I didn't have to go to Penn state to get that job. Like I didn't have to go to Michigan to get that job. Like it's, uh, it's really relative. And um, I think schoolish, like the value of education, I don't want to be that guy, but I think it's becoming a lot lower than what it is now mm-hmm. because we have a lot of, there's a lot of ways to make money and to be educated not from going to like universities or colleges Mm -hmm. like dude like i literally sell wrestling like i'm not like i make probably four or five thousand dollars in a month just from wrestling just teaching wrestling like you know i didn't have to go to school for that i guess i had to win national tournaments yeah i know yeah that's kind of the ball i'm gonna because i want to coach i want to have like my own youth program like when i'm done with it so that's that's what i'm doing right now just trying to like build stuff to my name Yes. Okay, good. That helps me transition because I was going to ask you that question because I was like, me and you seem like we're a lot alike and it's hard to, because I always tell myself, I'm never going to be a coach. Like, fuck that. I'm never going to be a coach. But that's it was what BS. I was first leaning towards at the beginning when I was already like, man, like I need to like begin an actual job. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. Like, I've, I've always really loved wrestling. Yeah. Like, I, that's all I ever really talk about. And that's all people like tend to bring up with me too. Like, they don't really ask me, like, what do you want to do? It's like, hey, like, can you help me with this? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. We'll start working. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. We'll see. 
But then, like, definitely these last two years, I was like, you know, like, I think wrestling's like a thing for me. So, like, after I'm done, like, competing, I need to coach. Like, just be involved with it somehow. Like, either work for track wrestling or flow wrestling. Just something to keep in the sport. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think, like, so what I did at first is I graduated. I did, I literally took any wrestling camp I could. That, like, I literally did 20 wrestling camps last summer. And Mm -hmm. they weren't even big paying wrestling camps. Like, I literally was just like, hey, can I come to your school for a day and do a camp? You can pay me whatever you want. And I did that a ton. Uh, and then I was like, oh shit, like I can like make a living off of wrestling. Um, camps is not a very like a viable option if you want like full-time like living because it, it's really like a summer thing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I was like, okay, crap, I need to be creative. Um, how can I find a way to make money with my passion? And I'm reading, I'm reading like the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So like, it's funny because they talk about a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Um, how can I make money with my passion? I'm, I'm still going to have to hustle. And I was like, I can do private lessons. It's not very mm-hmm. easy to get private lessons at first, but like once you get the ball rolling, it literally just doesn't stop. Like I've done close to 300 privates since August when I started. Um, and it's like, man, now I have a club. Like I have a full on wrestling club now and I have you know, like 20, 25 kids in my wrestling club who come mm-hmm. weekly. And it's like, I had nothing. Like I, 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 I literally had nothing at the beginning and this is like less than a year in of doing it or coming up on a year in of doing it. Um, and I think lots of wrestlers like at our level, especially just give up on like wrestling stuff after college when really mm-hmm. it's not like the, the big 10 division one guys that are going to be making the wrestling clubs. Like those aren't the ones that are going to grow the sport. Like, because mm-hmm. all they're going to do is go to camps overcharge for camps that literally they just teach moves that literally anyone can teach. And then they're going to go on and wrestle international and, you know, RTC stuff. I think it's mm-hmm. like our responsibility, like NAI, D2, D3 guys, like make these like small affordable clubs, do affordable privates and stuff. And you can build your career um, doing that stuff. Whereas like no offense to division one guys, but lots of those guys literally only know the sport of doing wrestling and not, and not teaching. There's exceptions, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, we, we just have such a big opportunity. And, and right now, uh, because we have social media, it's very easy to create a, a clientele, especially with the uh, ads and stuff. I don't know if you've like ever looked into that, but I, if you ever are just like, hey, I want to do this wrestling club stuff, one of the greatest things to do is to pay for Facebook ads. Um, it's like a, a true like businessman thing to do. Like uh, my mm-hmm. mentor, he's uh, probably the most famous jujitsu like YouTuber in the world. Uh, he literally paid for, he pays for like Facebook, Instagram ads, just so people can like see him and, uh, and they can buy his product and stuff. And I did that and I don't even have to pay for ads anymore. And now like I have like easily 20, 30 kids doing privates with me every week, plus the club. And I'm a fucking NAI wrestler. You know what I mean? Like I'm not anyone special. I'm not like the greatest wrestler in the world. Um, but sorry, I went on a rant. There's opportunities. For no, you to make no money. you're good. Yeah. There, there, there are opportunities for you to make money, um, with your like talent after, uh, after you finish college and lots of people don't know that. And it pisses me off because I hate, I hate nine to fives. I hate them. I hate them so much. Uh, <laughs> they, they make me sad, man. I worked at a co- mm-hmm. I, I also worked at a coffee shop at the time I was doing all those camps just to make some side money for my apartment. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I hate this. No, like, I, was, I used to work at a car wash and I just remember thinking like all throughout the day, like, man, like, just like, I like, I, I want to go do wrestling or something. So like, I'd go on my phone to like before the next car came, like, all right, like what's, like what's going on? Like how, how, how's Jordan Burroughs doing? What's, yeah. what's flow wrestling got to post? Yeah. Like, what's like the latest high school tournament? 
Yeah, literally. Same. Literally, when I was at the coffee shop, I'd just be like on Instagram, like seeing like, okay, some wrestling stuff. Here's some jujitsu stuff, wrestling stuff. Like I, my mind is always on wrestling, and some days, uh, I'm just like, dang, I'm I'm tired. Like these privates are hard. Like because sometimes I have to work out with these kids. Like sometimes these kids don't have partners, so I'm like working out with kids and stuff all the time. But then like I sit down and reflect. Like when I'm talking to you, or I talk to my girlfriend, or just talk to someone else about my job, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like it can suck physically sometimes because you know you're you're expending a lot of energy to do it, but it's like yeah, I could be sitting in a like at a desk in a cubicle with a hundred people that I don't really know or care about and be doing a job that I'm makes really 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 good money, but I'm just not super passionate about. Um, and I think lots of guys sell their basically like sell their life away or work their life away um, doing something that they hate. Um, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe someone will hear this and be like, that's bullshit. Go work a normal job. And I'll, I'll tell them <laughs> if that's what you I, I would love to see someone do that. Yeah. I just, just cause like, it takes a lot. Like their coach Hicks was talking about this too. Like, it takes a lot of just energy just to coach that like you. It, it, it's draining. It is. Like, I'm one about you. Cause like they were talking about that one match. They got so drained after my final match. And I'm like, wow. Like just like right now making the comparison, like they probably got more than someone that does like a typical nine to five job. Yeah, like, like just just the same. And that was only like seven minutes, if that. Yeah, and you have to think about how Coach Hicks is thinking too. Like to him, you're you're like a like for most good wrestling coaches, and I think Hicks is a really cool dude and seems like a really good wrestling coach. Like the athletes are like the, their sons, you know. Like you're yeah, like they their their heart is in it. Like when they really want you to win, and so it's like I can feel that myself. Like. uh like when I was watching Trevor, cause I really wanted Trevor to win this year. I knew Zane was going to win, but I really wanted Trevor to win. Cause you know, it's my friend. Um, and I, I was, I was drained just like watching his tournament play out. I was like, like, God, like this is, there was lots of heartbreak and lots of joy. Cause he ended up placing third and there, there was like a lot that goes into it. And I can't imagine being a college wrestling coach who's there every single day with you, like seeing you train, seeing you get hurt, seeing you have your good days and your bad days. And then like, actually winning the national tournament it's like it's crazy oh okay i have another question i got i gotta ask the question i keep getting on these rants so because i I asked this to andreas bond and and this is a this question holds lots of pressure and if you can't handle pressure you can just tell me don't ask this question uh, obviously i think i can you know i think you can handle some pressure how are you gonna do it again it's only a week out. Like, so what, what are you going to do? Cause I have some, I have some advice that I like to give like the national champs. I'm not no fucking mm-hmm. special guy. Uh, I'm a, a fucking scrub, but I did end up repeating a couple of times. What are you going to do to take it back? You know, that's, I'm going to let you have the. I was say biggest thing that like, I, I've already started working out again. Cause mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm here to wrestle. So like, I'm just going to continue to do and just continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like doing it again, it's probably for me staying ahead of the curve because like wrestling's always changing. Like I remember watching Yanni wrestle, and like he was the first thing to kind of do with like chasing like the far side to go for like go behind. But the way he would attack hip and ankle was like all new. Like he was the first one doing that. Mm-hmm. And me just like at the time, just doing just normal sprawl, couldn't like score off at how he was. I would just go sprawling out, just get taken down, kind of how I did in the quarters without mm-hmm. trying to cut the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and like the more I started to play around with it, like the more I got it. Mm-hmm. So just trying to keep up with like 
as far as like wrestling and like how it like progresses, definitely for sure. Cause I'm here for the next three more years. Like it's, it's going to change some way. Like whether it be like, Oh, like everyone's going to start looking more throws now. Well, like that means I either got to start looking more throws or I got to start looking to defend stuff to get back to my. Yeah. Uh, definitely for sure. Keeping up my conditioning. Definitely how I'm going to get more, more titles down, down the road for me. Yeah. Because I, I just physically wear it on people. Mm-hmm, Coach exactly. X always talks about that. He's like, you got to wrestle close for seven minutes. Like, if you stop, like, it doesn't matter, like, what the score is. Like, I'm, I'm going to get those points back. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. I, uh, I like those answers. Keep up with the times. Make sure your wrestling technique is good. Um, and keep your conditioning up. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, for me, like, the big thing was uh, – be your biggest critic like to myself i would be like be my biggest critic and like really find ways to expose my weaknesses in the off season uh like i said leg riding was like one of those things that was a really big weakness weakness for me and then it became like a strength for me where like i could basically reverse anyone who tried to leg ride me and, and bottom i'm like, not quite that with the leg riding because like leg riding was my biggest thing too really but all night so for like the past like this whole year it would always be like all right here like we're drilling our because i'm I think I'm pretty good on my feet. Like I'm good with my defense. I'm good, good with my offense, but I just really struggled getting out of legs. So it's constant, like throughout this whole season, not that like I was trying to reverse people to say, like, you need to get out. Like you need to at least get out that leg to get to your feet. Mm-hmm. And I remember um Gavin Smith and was super good with legs. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got out in like 11 seconds as soon as he threw in a boot. And he's super tough with legs. Like he hips over, like he keeps you planning, man. Yeah. He threw in a boot. And I remember um, learning this thing at ODU where it was um, once they throw in the boot to that side, you're going to turn and open up your hip. And then yep, you're going to turn the other hip, just yeah, stand up right to your yep, feet. Yep, and I that's... forgot about this for the longest time. I just kept doing this over and over and over again in the practice room until I got, because at first just doing it takes like a little bit of time. You got to learn where to distribute your weight. But then like after like the first week of like the season, like, I, I, I had it down pretty well. I was just keeping up with it. Yep. We call that like the hip switch. Like that's what I call it. Cause I actually teach it um, a lot. It's, it's one of the best ways. Cause you have like, if they have a power half, you go swim move. If they, if they don't, like if they ride cross body or just throw the leg in, you do like a hip switch and it just mm-hmm. makes them basically fall. Like it kind of mm-hmm. just get in. Um, oh no, no, no. I don't like sit out with it. I go like, I stand up. Oh, you stand up. My, yeah, no. Oh, you there. come all the way up from it and then just turn into them. Yes, and like I go oh. up, like they, they still have the boot in, and like we're just on our feet, and like they have to like ah. clear out the leg, otherwise they're gonna get hit for some. Okay, yeah. yeah, I don't know what to call that move, but I know exactly. It's kind of like a hip switch, but you just stand up instead of yeah. That's like that, that's all I do. Yeah, it's, it's instead of doing like a full on changeover, you actually just you just stand up. Oh yeah, see, I never thought about that because no one ever really rode when I stayed up. But yeah, they get called for stalling if they did, huh? And oh, see, yeah. like I'm not super like quicker flash like Kaz Maya on our team is like super like athletic and can do probably what you're like the, yeah. the switch thing. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm not that quick. Yeah. You do, you do have so. to be explosive. Like you, yeah. you do. Dang. Yeah. That's, that's really good. I'll probably teach that. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about now. I'll probably teach that at my next club practice. Since like well, our focus has been leg riding defense. The other thing with that too, sorry. Is no, just no, no, like, of course. With that is that what I found out is that you have to do it like with a hand. Like you have to grab their arm or hand some way. So like yeah. how you were saying the like when they go power off, when they go power off or like when they're reaching, I'll like grab a hand or like grab an arm. So as I'm coming up, 
they don't go down for like a banana split or like something just to hold on their leg. Yeah. Because that's the next thing they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. So I'll grab that hand beforehand, then do it. And then they try doing that. They can't let go. They have to stay where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Leg ride defense, it's crazy because uh, it, it, there are lots of little intricacies like that. Like fighting the hands um, when you're doing any of the stuff is, is super important because, yeah, that's what happened in the semis at heavyweight. That big dummy from Mongolia, not, not honestly, he's not a dummy, but like he, or not the semis, the quarters, the Southeastern kid splayed him because the kid mm-hmm. was like basing up in a quad pod and just like giving this tall, lengthy dude all the time to just go. And yeah, him. and I'm just like, uh, like that's uh, it's it's pretty cool to see that we have like some international guys coming into the NAI, which is also like, I mean, that's rare, but it's like that was one of those things where it's like, dude, you clearly never wrestled like K through 12, like folk style wrestling because he did everything wrong. Like, you, if I looked at like, I mean, even if I wrestled you, if we were the same weight class, if I wrestled you, I don't know if you ride legs or not, but like, I, I would have. Yeah, I would assume, I would just assume that you're really good at like riding legs and splatles. So I would be like, ah, everything's gonna be super tight. I'm gonna make sure I'm fighting hands because if I get up, I don't wanna get splatled. Um, and just leg road in general. Um, but lots of guys don't think about that. That was just, of course, another tangent. But yes, leg riding defense is, is super important. Um, what we're talking about. Yeah, so just keep growing your technique, keep getting better. And you said also the conditioning thing. Um, and mm-hmm. Because, like, so some people, it's, like, oh, like, strength's their biggest thing. Well, like, for me, I know it's conditioning. So, like, yep. I know if I just keep that up, like, that's going to, like, do well do well for me in the future. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know if you even have the option to do this, but I think you should go. I mean, if, I don't, you know, this is just, like, advice for me to you. You should go to another school and train. Like, you should try to travel and train. Or, or mm-hmm. go back to your hometown and train with, like, other college wrestlers. Or just stay at the university you're at and just train there. Because, uh, like, for me, like, I went to University of Illinois and trained. I went to Chattanooga and trained. I trained with Mason. Um, I, I went and found different fields. Uh, it's just to, like, expand the wrestling. In your yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no, I, I, I know exactly what you're think, saying. Because yeah. I was thinking about just doing, to like, not to, like, full college, but, like, different RTCs is what I was thinking about doing, just going there. Yeah, exactly. It's like pay the bucks and just try it out because it's 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 totally weird. I think Chattanooga would be a great one because you you should be pretty close to it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, cool. they got I think Nicholson's there. I, I I think this is his last season though. But like either way, they they got some good kids. So. Yeah, they have really good kids. Oh uh, yeah, when I went to Chattanooga, I went there for like fourteen days. Um, man, they had like two really good heavyweights. They had Matthew Waddell, which was like he's like an eighty four pounder, but he was like two hundred at the time. He's yeah. a stud. He just won conference. Um, mm-hmm. And they had like one or two other guys at 97. Like, so it's like all those guys are hands down way better than all the people in my room. And uh, they all gave like really, really different feels. Um, and I feel like they made me a lot better. Obviously Mason is just, a, I mean, he's just freakishly strong and fast. Uh, and then at Illinois, again, same thing, like a couple of really good guys that can give me good feels, but uh, one of the problems with, I think it's staying at like your own school um, is the lack of diversity as far as like, yeah, no, because if you're constantly wrestling the same people, like yeah. they're going to adjust to like, oh, because like I shoot single legs and like wrestling Ryan Long, like it's already starting to happen. Like, all right, like he's really good with like single leg defense now. So yeah. like I don't nearly get to it as much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like yeah. if that's the only shot that I do, then like I gotta come up with different ways to score. And if he's only worried about defending that, then like, hey, like, how is he gonna get to his offense? 
but then let's say, oh, his shot is the same side I shoot too. So how yeah. is he going to get to that side? Yeah, 100%. Like, I thought my ankle pick sucked because I was wrestling Brett Bradford, who's a and uh, and he knew I, I had a really good like collar tie ankle pick, like whether it's cross or same side. But like when I go wrestle other, when I went to go wrestle other people, I could hit my ankle pick like almost flawlessly. Like uh, mm-hmm. because if someone just know, like if you're wrestling the same guys, they usually know your style. You usually know their style. Even if you have like ten guys you you wrestle with in your practice, there's like there's something usually missing um, mm-hmm. that you could need. Uh, Last the last big thing that I would say advice is make sure you're taking your break too. Like whenever the time comes, like getting those one or two weeks where you're just like you're still exercising, but you're kind of like like fuck it for like a couple of weeks. Like you're no. you kind of you take your breather. You're that's um, what I'm trying to do right now. Just try trying to stay off the mat as far as like wrestling. That's yeah, just stay like, off stay off the mat yeah. is more what I mean. Like still exercise, still run, still do like don't do anything crazy, um, but kind of just deload um, and let your mind and body let yourself celebrate a little bit like have have a little bit of fun and i mean i don't i don't know what you do for fun but like do that like try to try to fit it in right now i play dnd and i watch anime that's what yeah that's i what love I anime want. too see that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the craziest thing is uh so favorite so this is off topic favorite anime top top three prop my hero is definitely up there yeah. for sure uh right now me and my girlfriend were re-watching um sao okay yeah i, like, I, I forgot it. i forgot how good that one was it's a heart wrencher it heart mm-hmm. is, yeah because i think they came with like a new season or something they that's did. like we're re-watching because we haven't seen that one yet and then my all-time favorite one it was probably like one of the first ones i watched it was like an older one it's called elfin lead oh yeah i've heard of elfin lead mm-hmm. I've, I've i like that one and then obviously dragon ball yeah, Dragon Ball. I'm watching Dragon Ball Super right now, actually. Um, dude, that's crazy. So for me, top three, my number one favorite one is called Kenichi. Not most people don't know what it is. It's like this martial art anime where like this guy just absolutely sucks at like fighting, and then he joins a martial arts school and basically, you know, he works super hard and becomes like a really good fighter. I I just thought I love because the mo- motivation part of it. Sword Art Online is number two for me, hands down. I've watched that series so many times, it's wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, number three for me, it's kind of maybe a cheap sellout is Naruto. Naruto was just no, so good. No, it's it's a solid one. It's Have solid. you seen um, Overlord? I haven't seen Overlord. It's a good one. So, like, it's pretty much the same type of concept as Sword Art Online, where, like, they get trapped in a video game, but it's not like the character dies in the end. But the thing about him is that he's like super overpowered. Oh yeah. So like he bought like all like the game stats. He has yeah. like he's, he's just a super character. Yeah, he's OP. It's, yeah, and like the CPs come to life and stuff too. Is it? It's really good. Yeah, I might. There's another. It, it, actually, I might have seen Overlord. Wait, no. There's another anime that's like a game one. I can't remember the name of it. It's too long ago. But I'll I'll check out Overlord. Ah, yeah, man, I'm a. I'm a big fan of anime, so that's. I that's also a good have this um theory too that okay. like all great wrestlers watch anime because like if you look and see like <laughs> all these people winning like national titles and like are like consistent like placing like national tournaments like they all watch anime. Yeah, it's just this like this weird little like thing. So it's because I think the like it's anime is very relatable, but also unrelated. Like there's just some motivation. There's there you know there's love romance there's excitement it's funny it's like anime creates all this i feel like anime gave me like the life 
I didn't have while I was in college. Like, it's like almost I could experience a different life while also being like who I was. It sounds so weird, but uh, there's just something about it that just was like, oof, especially Naruto at the time. I was watching Naruto up to that first point where I uh, won my first and second national titles and like mm-hmm. huge Rock Lee fan because of, <laughs> because of Naruto. Like, I was like, all right. <laughs> that's I got, that's I got, the character I probably based myself off. Like one that's just like, <sighs> doesn't have any like, um, what do they call it? Um, the, like the power. Like, yeah, the like the what is it? The chi or what yeah, is it? Yeah, chi um, or like whatever. Like it flows throughout their body. Like he yeah. like has like not the worst one, but like the one that's just like the least useful. Like as yeah. far as like, how it's looked in the thing. Yeah, chakra, chakra. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have like the yeah. I, same. I'm so I'm like, I don't have good chakra. I got some weak ass chakra. So I gotta I gotta train super super hard. I would literally it's not watch two hundred sit-ups. It's 300 push-ups. Yeah, exactly. I it's so funny because I would literally watch that little scene where a guy sensei is like watching him train on the outside. I would literally watch that before wrestling tournaments and be like, you know, like I'm pumping myself up. Like I'm like, or I would uh, watch it before really hard workouts. So I did like a sprint workout once a week and I would like watch it and be like, okay, like this is like this is my shit right here. Or uh, I would do those extra workouts where I would drill and I'd always listen to like Naruto, like lo-fi music to help me like mm-hmm. get yeah. my flow. And uh, No, I'm the same way. Playing that Hunter Hunter in the background. Yeah. Like, yeah. Naruto Shippuden theme songs. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause like lots of people are just, someone's gonna listen to this be like, what the fuck is it? Like anime? Like what the hell? And yeah. Like, no, that's, that's exactly what it is too. Especially when like we open up the doors to the wrestling room and it's just me in there. Like um, the soccer girls will come over and like, what? Because like they'll use our bathroom sometimes because like it's yeah. it's like a standalone facility in the field, like mm-hmm. right next to it. And mm-hmm. just like I'll get weird looks, but you know, at the end of the day, like it doesn't care. matter. It's like yeah. it, I think like that right there is like a secret gem that we just put into this is like you have to do whatever it takes for you to get into the zone. And whether that's you know, your anime music, some people like to listen to like bodybuilding motivational stuff, like whatever it is, no matter how stupid someone else thinks it is, like that stuff really gets me in the zone, and it seems like it gets you in the zone, and it's like that's totally fine because you you have to find a way to make yourself like the best version of you and you have to tell other people to fuck off if they have a problem with it <laughs> like that just it, it makes me not take life so seriously when i'm doing stuff too it's like i can work really hard and also have fun um and i think lots of wrestling teams don't have that well not wrestling teams i think lots of wrestlers like individual wrestlers don't know how to balance like the hard work and have fun uh, because it is fun man and we only get to do it for a couple of years you know some of us four years some of us eight years like jade and ironman um and some of us you know less uh but you you gotta have fun which is also another reason i think it's awesome to go to the nai because your opportunities to compete and have more fun are are there you know Uh, that was a little a little plug for the nai okay i'm gonna ask you I'm going to ask you two more questions. I got two more questions for you. Then I got to go do wrestling private lessons because I got to make that money. I got to, yep. got to, got to support my kids. Um, well, I, I don't have any children by the way, but I, mean, you know, <laughs> I, I just, just to put that out there, what was the biggest moment of adversity that you had this season? Uh, it was, believe it or not, it was not the finals match. Like, even though I was down eight Oh, yeah. I would have to say it was it happened at Linwood. It was in the quarterfinals. I was wrestling this um, the All American from my country. He was so good at taking people down, mm. like so good. Like I had an old teammate, two old teammates on the, like the same team from my country. They're like, like before I went to wrestle him, they're like, 
yeah, he's super good at taking people down. And I'm thinking to myself, well, like, I'm feeling not feeling pretty good. So, like, we'll see what happens. He so quick. Like, I don't, I don't even think he touched a knee in the mat. Just grab my leg, lift me up, and just threw me to the ground. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, what am I going to do? He did it twice in a row. No, yeah. three times in a row in the first week. We went on three times. I remember just like, hey, like, this guy keeps scoring points. Like, if you if you just want to have a chance. Because yeah. at the end of the, like, um period, I, like, I got a reversal to, like, make it, like, six or something. I'm only down two points. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, too, I'm like, fuck, like, I'm probably going to lose. Like, it doesn't matter, this and that. And then yeah. I remember, like, right as, like, he flipped the coin to see who got it, I'm like, you know what, like, no, like, fuck that. Like, yeah. you got to find a way right now. Yeah. And I remember uh, uh, I chose bottom, I got up. And then uh, Sam, I think, gets, gets to my, like, super quick. He lifts me up, throws me down, like, on the ground again. But, like, for some reason, like, I'm able to get out. I don't know how, like, I, like, my ass was on the ground. And, like, yeah. I sprung up so quick. And I just w- ran around him from go behind. Just got a two-point takedown. Yeah. So the score's, like, 7-6. And I'm, like, okay, like, I got this kid now. Like, he's, yeah. he's done. Yeah. And then after that, uh, it was just, like, pushing the pace. I kept faking, faking, just working fronts because I couldn't shoot because he was just too quick for, like, reattacks. So, like, I would fake pull his head down and then i actually uh we thought i like broke like a bone in my eyebrow because like my whole eye like popped up really bad like it was black and blue like immediately yeah once that happened i was like you know like fuck this like it swelled up super like i am winning this match like regardless yeah. at this point yeah. so it was just like front heads snatches and then i ended up winning that match like 11 to 7 with riding time hell yeah that's and then my one friend from McKendry, too, his name is Josh Jones. He was, like, an All-American at 74. I remember looking over him at the match, and, like, I made eye contact with him. And I'm like, yeah, like, this kid's about to get fucked up right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, he was he, – he had three takedowns. And I remember, too, my dad came up to me. He was like, yeah, Cole, it'll be honest. Like, but you were done that match. And I'm like, you know what? Like, at one point, I wasn't going to say it. Like, I thought it was done, too. But, like, you know what? Like, Put my head in the like right frame of mind, so I came back and won. Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. I yeah, those it are the was, best type of matches. Yeah, you you would have loved to seen it. Yeah, dude. Coach Hicks, that was his one of his favorite matches too, because he was like, you know, what? like after the first period, like I, I knew you had it full, like it was just done. I didn't I didn't even have the coach just sat back and watched. There's something about breaking a guy that just and coming back in a match that honestly is like an unbeaten feeling. That's how I felt against Tanner Farmer in the finals. My, the, the first, the second time I won nationals is man, I, I could have lost. And then he was done. Like you could see he was done when he got caught mm-hmm. for stalling. And it's like getting that, beating that guy who honestly should have beat you. We got like those, the match you should have lost. That's the, that's the best feeling. It's not the dominant ones. It's the ones where you come back and you, you whoop them up just like your finals match. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the other thing, too, that, like, I really stress about is, like, not to panic. Yeah. Like, not, not that anything can happen, but, like, if someone's panicking or, like, someone's, like, too hyped up or, like, this isn't the right mindset, like, it affects your wrestling. It like, the person who stays up. calm. Yeah. yeah. The person who stays calm the longest, like, the mind that's calm and relaxed is usually the mind that, like, at the end of the day will just fuck some, fuck some shit up. Real quick. Yeah. Cause you can think clearly I'm the, I'm the same exact way. I did my warm up before my matches and I would just breathe. I did my 10 deep breaths. And then I always tell myself I'm more than this moment. Like I'm, and then, so like for me, it will, like I would have nerves and then I would do that little routine. And I swear 
Um, I never missed this routine for three years. Um, and after I'd said that to myself and I did those 10 deep breaths, I was like, no shakes, nothing. I felt calm. I felt like the man again. Like I would just go out there and be like, all right, it's time to be a thug. Like, that's what I always told myself, you know, I'm more than this moment, you know, it's time to be a thug. And I'd slap my hand, my coach's hand and he said, you're a thug, Brandon. And he'd be like, yep, let's go. Like I'm wrestling. Like I'm having fun now. Uh, instead of going out there and be like, ah, I got to win. I'm about to, I'm going to kill this guy. Or like being scared and being like, oh, okay. And I'm nervous. Like I might lose. Like, um, Either way, like either extreme, the the being too nervous or being too excited can uh, a clear mind wins. I guess is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Like having a good clear mind and uh, being focused is a lot better than overthinking the situation and 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 making yourself uh, wrestle different. You know, nervous or excited, uh, either one can happen. Okay, last question. I'm gonna ask you. This was good. We we got a lot of time. This might be my longest podcast so far. Wow. This is good. It was good though. It was great, man. I, I love, I love talking to champions because or and all Americans, you know, but especially national champions, because regardless of your division, very few people can relate to the feeling of being a national champ and how normal of a person you actually are, regardless of if you win or, you know, you don't mm-hmm. last one. What piece of advice would you give to a, a kid or, or a new wrestler? If you had one piece of advice you could give them, what would it be? A uh, couple things. The first thing is like that stereotype with the NAI and like NCAA. I would just break that down for them and be like, hey, look, like at the end of the day, wrestling is wrestling. Like you go to where like you're going to be best fit, not to where like necessarily you want to be. Cause like I want to be a Penn State. I want to be like at like what people label as like the pinnacle or Mecca, but like I know like where I need to be to become the best. That's one thing. As far as like wrestling and stuff, technique goes. I would definitely say John Smith always said it too. get a good defense first because a good defense is going to lead to a more like encouraging offense. It's going to lead to you being more like open to attacks and stuff like that. As far as like you yourself just wanting to attack. So definitely having that good defense first, just to get that like good offense mindset going into it. And then the last thing would just be staying calm. Like so, so many times people, like how we were talking about, like go into like a match or like get rattled because like something happens. Like um, a lot of times people will, like not argue with a ref, but like won't like what like a ref's fault. And they're like, what? Like this is ridiculous. Cause I remember we're, um, when I was wrestling Siddle that life, there was like a controversial takedown that like he should have got. And like it, like I, I knew immediately at that point because like he, like he wasn't arguing with the ref, but he was just like, what? Like said what? Like allowed at that point. I knew like, all right, like. He's out of his mindset right right now. Like as long as I stay in my mindset, regardless of what I do, like I'll like I'll take the win here. Heck yeah, those are those are some good pieces of advice. Whenever I uh, post this up, I'm sure I'll I'll put like a clip for Instagram and I'll I'll, I'll put that. Um, but dude, we're done. We did it. This was awesome. I really appreciate you coming on and talking. It's super nice. My first. 2022 national champ i got to talk to you're a cool dude i consider you a friend now we had a almost two hour talk so it's good it's perfect all right dude be safe have fun i'll catch up with you again when the seasons the seasons come back make sure you're not a let's see you're not in the wrong mindset make sure that champ mindset's still here it'll still be there i promise yeah cool dude all right man i'll see you later i'll see you